Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I was run over by a truck and I died. I was looking at my body, looking at how they were resuscitating me and there were nine beings of light. And he said very clearly, Marie, you have to go back because you are here to enlighten more than 500 million people. We can manifest on, on different levels, right? So we can manifest very consciously, but we also manifest what is subconsciously in our presence. What is this subconscious vibration that we have? We are reflecting it out into the world and the people we attract, in the situations we attract, but also in the home, in the colors we place around us, we are mirroring it into existence. Everything we have around us has a vibrational field. The energy starts flowing and it's like magic, but it's not magic, it's just you're aligning and you're calibrating your environment based on what you want to manifest. Once that is all aligned, your spirit, your mindset, your actions, and your environment, then it becomes very easy and effortless to manifest. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. If you've ever wondered about feng shui and the vibe of spaces and energy of people even, then this is an incredible conversation for you. 
This is really important because actually when we start talking about even things like manifesting abundance and success, 33% of the equation is what Marie calls spiritual luck. It's the luck that you were born with, that you were brought into this world with. The other 33% of the luck is actually the mindset, the attitude, the how-to, how you go about things and the behaviors that you exhibit. The last 33% actually is your environment and just how the chessboard is rigged up for you to basically manifest abundance and success. So this conversation is really about that last 33%, how to make the most of your environment, how to make it feel really good and how to actually enjoy spaces to the best of your ability with these very small practical little hacks. And as always guys, it helps so much if you take the time to like, comment and subscribe to the channel, please thank you so much for your subscription. Without too much further ado, today's episode. Welcome back to the Inspired Evolution. And we have with us today, Inspiring Our Evolution, Marie Diamond. Marie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much, Amr. It's so happy to be here. Oh, it is such a pleasure to have you here on all days. We have with us Marie on her birthday. It's now Day Marie Diamond, which has been a bit of a shift since we last had you on. Globally celebrated Feng Shui master, leading authority on the law of attraction. Um, your teachings have reached over a million people worldwide. I know you've got the mission to reach 500 million people. Was that correct? Or have I um, got that wrong yeah, worldwide? And, you know, that's correct. But, you know, with a secret, we already did that. Yeah. Of course, but then I have uh, more than one um, million online students directly with me. Oh my God, that's incredible. And she is, as she mentioned, the only European master to have featured in the global phenomenon that was the secret. Um, the... Diamond Feng Shui approach basically blends ancient wisdom and modern science together. So we're bringing together things like quantum physics, neuroscience, um, and ultimately we're enhancing positive energy in spaces that we spend most of our time in. She's been knighted, as we described earlier. She's now Dame Marie Diamond for her humanitarian efforts. Um, and her work impacts, you know, even through just the circles that we have um, gotten to know each other, Marie, through the Mind Valley stuff, the A-list celebrities, Fortune 500 CEOs. And uh, yeah, she's a mentor for those that are seeking success, harmony, prosperity in their personal and professional lives. Marie, welcome. It is such a treat to have you here. Thank you so much, Amber. It's so happy to be here. Marie, you almost died when you were 15, or you did die when you were 15, but you're still here with us. What is going on? I'm trying to wrap my head around this. And I just, yeah, like, because we've had you on the podcast. We didn't get around to discuss. Like, can you tell me what, like, what happened? Well, I came back from school. I was a high school student and um, I was uh, on my way back to home to have lunch with my parents when I was run over by a truck and I was, um, I, I died. I literally, um, they put already the fabric over me. Thank God, uh, one of the teachers of the school uh, saw what had happened and she ran to my parents uh, that were literally two minutes away from the, the, the place of the accident. And so my mom came quickly with a car to that area and she started begging that they would try to resuscitate me again. Yeah. And so, but they already had given up because that flight lined already too long. And um, the funny part was, is that they were in the ambulance and I was hanging, hovering, kind of in the corner of the ambulance, looking at my body looking at how they were resuscitating me and seeing my mother there and having the thought, like, what is she doing here? I mean, she was not with me in the, in the, uh, um, 
in the accident. So I was like, what is she doing here? And then I looked at the ambulance guy and the ambulance guy had curly blonde hair with blue eyes. And I'm a 15 year old self. Even if I already was out of my body, I still was thinking, my God, he's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) So these are the two thoughts I got while I'm out of my body. And at that moment, I kind of left the ambulance and went to like all dimensions. Like, like if you would like take an airplane and you would go beyond the sky and then you would get into blue sky, but it was sort of blue sky was light. And I saw myself and I was looking at my body it was like it was all light and there were nine beings of light. Um, and the middle person was like the one that spoke telepathically to me. I cannot say it differently. And he said very clearly, Marie, you have to go back because you are here to enlighten more than 500 million people. And that was a message when I came back that when I, three days later, when I got out of coma with that message in my head. Now, at that moment, um, I was not in a good shape. Um, I had fallen on my face and I had a huge concussion. Nothing was broken. I still don't know how that didn't happen, but nothing broke. Um, but because I fell on all pebbles, it was like gravel there, the whole my skin was ripped off on my face. So I felt on my skin, didn't broke my nose. I still don't know how, but all the, the skin layers were gone. And so they were actually telling me that they would do plastic surgery. And, um, and I asked my mom to not do it. And I said, um, mom, don't do the plastic surgery. She said, but Marie, and I looked at my face and I still remember it was like really raw meat. And she's like, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to heal myself. These were the words I said to my mom. Now you have to understand I'm Catholic from background. In, in a Catholic world, you don't heal yourself. Jesus heals you. God heals you. Mary, whatever, saints can heal you. But I was very adamant about it. And I started feeling this heat in my hands. And I started putting my, my hands on my face. And three weeks later, I went back to school with a complete healed face. And so still today, you know, people comment me always on how amazing my skin look. I mean, I just turned 61 and I, I have this young, radiant skin. And I always say, well, I got a new face when I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> so I look younger than my, without techniques or without any special Botox, whatever. This is my face, but it's because that radiance, that, that healing happened when I was 15. And from that moment on, I start thinking every day, I'm here to enlighten more than 500 million people. Show me how. I had no idea how that was going to unfold, of course. But that's the story. <laughs> well, there is so much in there. The The first one being, well, you said you traveled into multiple. I, I love that you were like checking out the, <laughs> the ambulance and driving to, by the way. Very human of you. <laughs> um, but when you were traveling, like, through those dimensions and you like um, into the sky blue space and you met these nine beings, have you like in that moment you were told you were sent back, have you energetically somewhat stayed in touch or was that just a moment in time that you connected to that space and then you've previously been sent back? Well, you know, from that moment on, I, I really got that there are beings of light that are 
you know, from another dimension are connecting with us. Yeah. So for example, it was just, it's today my birthday. So on my birth moment, um, yeah, thank you. At it's 3 15 PM, my birthday. Um, I actually consciously connect again with, um, this realm of beings of light and asking them still guidance in, um, you know, I don't need to do were they masters of light or their angels. I don't know the name of that. I just knew there was an, an total no fear of that. I was very conscious. Um, when I came back, I think fear for death passed on for me. Um, I don't have that anymore. I have this total feeling of love and joy since that moment and a zest of life. You know, of course, when you come back and you're like, I had a ch second chance. I better do something with that. Right. Um, so that is definitely part of it. But I always reconnect with that, that dimension when it's my birthday and, and ask guidance. I don't know what guidance that would be, but guidance in order to, to do another year around the sun. That, that's something I do ask. Yeah. That is beautiful. Do you think everyone has like, I don't want to use, to, again, we don't know what to call them, but do you think everyone has these light beings supporting, guiding them on their path in their own way? I, I do believe that. Yes. Um, you know, I know that the, the person or the being that spoke to me directly, like telepathically, I knew I was very familiar with his voice. It was a male voice. Um, I, I had dreams of him before, um, uh, when I was younger, when I later on thought about, back about him. Um, so I do believe that there is guidance and that guidance is still there. And I do believe we all have that guidance. I do, I do believe in guardian angels, uh, hundred percent sure. I've, I've had many experiences with my guardian angel. I do believe there are beings of light, um, you know, or it could be your ancestors, Perhaps there are, you know, spirit guides, whatever, according to your belief and your um, experience. But um, I do believe we have other realms around us. Yeah. I do want to ask you how you think the average person can connect to their beings of light. But before we get there, were you spiritual before the accident um, in some way? Or did the, was it the accident that has sort of, oh, like, yeah, like no, I was spiritual before Emirate. Um, uh, you know, as a as a child, I was very. I would say my mom would say you're more religious than most people, right? I was like, um, yeah. For me, it was very um, believing in God, and I was praying a lot. I was meditating a lot. I mean, I had a, a lot of deep connection um, with with the universe, with God, with energy. Um, as a child, also could see energy. I, I do remember seeing people that when they were close to death, that I would tell my parents they are going to die soon. Or when people were negative, I could see the aura field was very dark and I would tell my parents. Um, so for me, it was like seeing energy, feeling energy was part of who I was. I thought everybody had that experience, but apparently it was not. Um, but yeah, I think also when I was born... Um, it was, it was very interesting. My mom was actually five months pregnant from me when she found out, but she found out because um, um, she was Catholic and she went to a Catholic mass in a monastery. And one of the monks came to her and he was, um, 
he was in the monastery, but he actually came from Sri Lanka. And so he was a black man. Now in Belgium, there were not a lot of black men at that time. And so he came to her and told her like, um, I've been dreaming of you. I'm here to baptize your child. And so interesting enough was that um, she didn't even know she was pregnant. And he's like, well, you better be pregnant because I have to leave in six months. And then she went to the doctor the next day and she was pregnant from me. And so he actually baptized me. So I was a Sri Lankan black man that baptized me. Oh, wow. Okay, so circling back, you've been carrying a spiritual awareness. You've been able to see auras. And now like now that I see energy and colors, and I look at your um the, the color wheel, which is the Marie Diamond color wheel looking from a diamond above, I think is what it is. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Do you think um the the ability to connect with um yeah the ability to connect is present for us but is it accessible for like are there ways that people can connect to their their guides I guess um do you have any recommendations for that space yeah well you know I do believe that but we need to also take time for it yeah so a lot of people are still busy and they don't take time they are not enough in silence. Uh, through meditation, through prayer, or even going into nature, you know, to really take time for yourself to listen. Because I do believe the, you know, the other side, as we call the beings of light or whatever that is called for you, wants to share information with you, but we're so busy in our mind, we're too busy on social media to even listen to that. And so you need to take time and, and it doesn't come right away. And there are many techniques for that. But, you know, I think one of the techniques is to, you know, take deep breaths. Um, there's a special meditation that is on my free Mary Diamond app. It's called the Tubes of Light. But many people are practicing by doing every day that meditation and connecting in with their light that they start connecting deeper with who is the light in themselves, the, their soul, but also to connect in with other realms. And so I do believe the, the conversations are always happening. It's just our ears are not always open to them. Hey there, Inspired Spirits. At the time of this recording, only 94% of you that are actually returning to watch a second or a third or a fourth video here on the Inspired Evolution podcast are actually subscribed. I can't tell you how much it genuinely helps everything we're trying to achieve with promoting positivity in the world through your subscription. Every time you hit subscribe, it helps us grow the platform. It lets guests that want to come onto the show know that you know it is worth their time to take the time out to carve out a conversation like the ones that you're enjoying here on the Inspired Evolution podcast. My personal commitment to you is as the show grows, you know, more and more quality, more and more conversations, richer and richer things will flow around here. That is my absolute commitment to you. To be completely transparent, as we grow and when we finally get to that 100,000 subscriber mark, currently we do two episodes a week. I'm looking forward to getting us to about three episodes a week so we can really keep the juju going and flowing at an even greater level. And all of that is enabled by you taking the time to hit subscribe, hit that bell notification. So if you can, Please take a moment, take a moment, come on, take one second, quick second, <laughs> hit subscribe and hit that bell notification icon. It helps so much more than I can say. Thank you so much. One of the questions I've got here today is you've journeyed through, like there's work around energy, there's work around auras, there's a lot of um, work that you could be doing. There's plenty of stuff around the law of attraction and abundance and manifesting things into our lives. But at some point, 
how did Feng Shui become the heart of really what called you into like animation? Let's call it that. Um, yeah, really, how did um, how did Feng Shui become the centerpiece of what you're most inspired by, Marie? Well, you know, after my uh, that experience, when I I talked to a spiritual mentor and I asked. You know what I did do wrong because I was already praying, I was already very much visualizing. I was trying to do be, being good, good, doing good as much as I could, and he mentioned that my feng shui was off. That I had bad feng shui. Now at that time I had no idea what that meant. I mean I researched it, but there was no book in my languages on feng shui. But I, I got from what he said that it was a location. So I changed the, from a bedroom. Um, I changed the colors, I changed the images around me, and suddenly my life started shifting. But it took me until I was like 31 years old when I started practicing and studying with a uh, feng shui grandmaster in Malaysia. Um, and meanwhile, I already had become an international lawyer. I was working for the government. Um, I was already starting to teach people meditation, um, visualization. So I was already on that spiritual path and, and teaching and coaching a lot of people. Um, but it's at a certain point, I always felt that when I was teaching them something, then and they would go to a seminar of mine or retreat, then they would go home. And then it, I felt like whatever they had had as a breakthrough, it kind of, it lost somehow in their experience. And it was like, perhaps it is their feng shui, but I had no idea how to study that. So ultimately I practiced it went to study in um, Malaysia and like close to where you are. Right. And um, so that's when I really understood something that my grandmaster told me that just made total sense to me. And he said, there are three parts to the law of attraction. And the first part he said is when people uh, are spiritual and they're connecting with God, they're connecting through prayer, through rituals, um, it's almost like when you're born, you have a basic program of the law of attraction. You are born somewhere, you attract your parents, attract some talents, attract some challenges, a community, you know, your body, you attracted a, a basic package and you connect in with the one or the source that has given that to you by prayer and ritual. That is called your spiritual law. He said, some people think that karma, their destiny is what guides them the whole life. He said, it does, but only 33%. The second part, he said, is what the self-help world, the conscious awareness world is talking about, is actually how do you use then your mindset? How do you use your actions? How do you feel your behavior? It's actually your, your human self. Yeah. So you have a talent to sing, for example, but if you never practice it, if you never believe in it, if you don't take action upon it, you will never really sing. Right? You, you will stay singing in the shower, perhaps. But he said there's a last part, because some people think if you I just focus with my mindset, I'll get things happening. But he said that's not true. It's not 100%. It's 33%. And he said the Chinese understood for thousands of years, it's your environment where you live, where you sleep, where you work, where you practice your mindset, where you take your actions, where you feel yourself and, and, and feel, uh, you know, in your relationships, the environment where you do that, the environment where you practice your spirituality, this is all affecting you. 
And that's the last 33% that people are missing out on. So when he shared that with me, it was just such a light bulb for me. I'm like, oh my God, that's the part that I need to tell people. Yeah, I know the other two parts because I've practiced them already at that time for a long time. But that last part is what nobody in the West talks about. Yeah, so in Asia, perhaps they know some of that. Uh, but really the system to practice that, yeah? And that is actually feng shui. It's all about the chi, the flow of your environment. And it's almost like acupuncture. Like literally we can do, it means wind and water. So it's always it's always like, like acupuncture or tai chi or qigong. It's your breath. It's the energy of the, the wind. And it's the movement, the energy of water. But in your house, yeah, not in your body. But, you know, when you think about it, you know, your body is constantly surrounded by a bigger body, your home. Now, if that body is telling a different story through the images, through the colors, then what you really desire, I always tell, guess who will win? It will be your bigger body because it's there constantly telling the same story. So it's possible you take a lot of uh, discipline to do affirmations, to set your goals, and then your environment is telling something else. And you, for example, I want to, you know, get uh, finding the love of my life. But everything around you tells you um, they're all images of solitary people. I'm telling you, your subconscious mind is reading all the time, stay single. Even if you consciously for five minutes say, I want to be not single. So your subconscious mind is so affected by your environment that ultimately your energy will be stronger than what you have um, in your mindset or in your prayers. The 33%, 33%, 33% is profound. <laughs> it's like spirit set, mindset, and environment set. Um, and I love that you've honed in on that environment set because as you said, yeah, not many, like I think it's the less brought to the fore of the three, like we, in, especially in the West, like you said, we, we really don't discuss it. Like there's a lot of like, Hey, I can do work on my, like my energetics and spirituality. I can work on my mindset, but the environment around you. Now I do have some interesting questions because the people around us also form the environment around us sometimes. But then also one of the things I wanted to tune into, cause you know, we feel into a home, let's take that as an example, because most people here listening to this will have a home and it feels somewhat like an immovable object. Like it's quite set in its ways, like my home is set the way my home is. And does that mean we're kind of set with the feng shui that our home has and there's not a lot that we can really do about it? Like I know we've touched on this before, but I'm sort of leading you into potentially if we can make some changes, how do we make those changes? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, first of all, um, the people around you are not your environment. They are part of your um, human interaction. Yeah. So they're part of the second percentage. Yeah. So the environment I'm talking about is really the physical forms where we live, sleep and work. And um, do can we change something about? Yes, of course we can. Yeah. So um, first of all, there is something called the personal energy number. So you can uh, really I'm tap a three, into by the way. I'm a three. Energy, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing. So you can actually get to free Mary Diamond app. And there you put in your birthday and your birth gender. And based on that, it creates a calculation. It's not numerology. It doesn't add up. So it's a whole calculation behind it. And then you get the number between one and nine. And out of these uh, 
numbers. Each number has four directions that are supporting you. And think about again about that acupuncture. So it's like in your space, there are acupuncture points that are very good for your success and money. Other directions are good for your relationship, others for health, others for your wisdom. Wisdom is all your relationship with God and the universe. And so what people do, and then they literally take the app, and on the app you will get your um, your compass. And I'm trying to open it up now. Um, and so what happens is that when you look at the compass, yeah, there you have your number three. So if you would go to your compass, you will see um, there is a, um, a direction. So my profile is different than yours. Yeah. So I'm a number five. So it means that my success direction is southwest, while yours, Amrit, is south. Yeah. So when people hold a compass and they stand in the center of the room that they're working in, sleeping in, or living in, yeah, and they hold the compass, they will be indicated there's a south direction, a success direction. So you hold that and you look at what is there at this moment. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What is there at this moment in images, in books, in colors, will all consciously have been affecting you at this moment? So let's say you have a garbage bin there, but don't be surprised. You always feel that all the projects are kind of ending before you start them, right? So what I have, for example, you don't see it very well, but I have my books here, I have my awards there, because that's where my success direction is, Yeah. So my relationship direction is over there, and there I have a globe because I have global community. So I want to make sure that they are represented. It's like you put reminders out, like acupuncture points. You're creating a little bit of a, a reminder through colors, through statues, through books of what you want in that area. And so that is actually how you can start. So, you know, can you change your whole house? That is not always easy, but you don't need to, yeah? You just need to align the house with your personal energy, yeah? And once you do that, you start feeling a big shift. And there are some other things that people can do, like, first of all, is how do you position yourself in the place that you already have? So we call that the power position. So right now I'm sitting here, but I see the door. I see people coming in. Like, Amrit, you're not physically in my house, but you're coming in 
from there. So I need to be able to see you coming in. So I would never put my desk against a wall yeah, because then nobody can see, um, can sit on the other side. Or if there is, um, I'm sitting against the wall and the door is behind me or to the side, I always have to turn around to see them. Yeah. So that is actually influencing us. So the way you position yourself in the dining room, on in the living room, in your office, wherever you're sitting, always see the door of the space where you are in. That will shift the energy first of all. So it's easy. Even whatever your home is, everybody can do that. Yeah. And then we activate the good directions. And if on top of it, you can look facing one of your good directions. So right now I'm facing my wisdom direction. Yeah. So in the place I am in my office, I cannot face my success direction because then I'm with the back to the door. Yeah. So the only position I had for me is my wisdom direction that I see the door, but still I do that. Yeah. Because that is actually supporting the wind, my personal wind, my personal vibration in the space I am in. But do, are there things in my home that are probably not such great feng shui? Probably they are. But you try to first focus on your personal energy. Hey, you're Inspired Tribe. I want to take a quick sec. I wanted to share something today with you that is really dear to my heart. And it's actually what keeps the entire ecosystem around the Inspired Evolution thriving, my one-on-one -on -one coaching. So it's basically coaching that helps you live a spiritually aligned life. I coach people from all different types of walks of life. These people are leaders and they're looking to have an incredible spiritual impact in the lives that they're leading for themselves and then also lead in alignment to their values. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. Here's a few people that have also transformed through my coaching and here's what they have to say. Amrit is a fantastic coach. In a few sessions, he got to a depth that I'd only experienced before working with certain medicines. And he's gone through a lot of the struggles that you're probably facing. Then my corporate banking job wasn't really doing it. You feel like you're not making progress towards your goals. And Amrit's been a really strong, supportive figure in my journey. I'm more in control of myself. I'm kinder to myself. I actually have that vision and a purpose. I do feel like I'm a better version of myself already. Amazing energy. He was easy to talk to, which made me easy to trust him. Working with Amrit at nine o'clock on a Saturday morning and really I was bouncing out of bed. Whenever I get off the calls with Amrit, best money we've ever spent. <laughs> I would not recommend him because I don't want everyone to know about him and then I won't be able to book him. If he gets too busy, I won't get my turn. I would say absolutely. There's no way you can work with Amrit for a period of time without being transformed. So if you're considering him as a coach, do not hesitate because you won't be disappointed. As you guys can see, there's a lot of people all over the world from all these different corners experiencing incredible transformations. I don't think if I can say humbly myself that there is anything quite like this somewhere else online. Most people that you know have channels that you know grow and grow and grow don't really focus on one-to-one -one offerings. I have just found that it is the most profound space where you can bring yourself in a private container and really just share what's going on for yourself. And if you want to book in for that call with me, touch base, it's www amrit.coach forward slash life. That's www.amrit.coach forward slash L-I-F-E. There is a link in the show notes below to book in that call. And yeah, if you want to take your journey further, if you want to dive in deeper and you really want to live a spiritually aligned life, if it's for you, please do check it out. And without too much further ado, once again, for your spirit, for yourself, today's podcast.
And so you mentioned that there was an opportunity to activate directions. Um, and I think what you mean by that is power objects. Am I right? And is that some of the things that you were describing earlier, like colors and um, yes. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good crystal. I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but I, I do every time you're like, put something blue there and I'm like, okay, let's go find a blue crystal. And then you're like, put something red there. And I'm like, let's go find a red crystal. And it's like, you know, there are other things other than crystals that have colors. Amber. And I'm like, no, no, no. Marie yeah. said the color I, I heard crystal. And then I, sorry, but yeah. please continue. So, yes, definitely. Um, so we can work with color. We can work with an element. Yeah. And there are five elements. So there is water. There is um, earth. There's like crystals. There is wood. There is metal. And there is a fire. So depending on your direction, like for example, I'm right, success direction for you is south. So you, the best colors for you are fire colors, so reds or purples. Now, you can put an amethyst there. That is totally fine. But, you know, also add some fire, like add a candle there. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because you want something of the same element. Okay? And the candle so, doesn't need to be lit. It just needs to be a candle so it can be symbolic of the fire. Is that correct? That's correct. And it doesn't have to even be lit. It's just a symbolic part of it. Yeah? So people can go deeper into what they all can do um, by the book Feng Shui Your Life. Yeah, it's on good bookstores. It's on also on Amazon. It's available in Australia already, and so um, and worldwide. So you just um, what the book does, who is a, a literally a, a beginner's guide to use um, your home to manifest your dreams, and it works with the compass. So in the sense. That, you know, like I'm like holding your hand, going step by step through your house to change the things that you can do. But, you know, there are certain um, things that work better. Like, for example, for you as south is also the element wood. So you can have a candle, but you can also put like a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Or a plant. Yeah. So there are certain things that you can place and certain areas will try to avoid. Like I would never put an aquarium in the south. Because an aquarium is a water and the south stands for fire. So if you would put an aquarium there, you literally would dim your fire and your success will be very weak. Yeah. So there's all these elements we work with. And um, and yeah, it's, it's just really fun to do. But you can start just with symbolic things. Yeah. So literally, if you think about my success direction, what do I have there? Everybody has a book on success, yeah? And that's easy to buy, right? So a book on success, a book on uh, on money, on wealth management. We, we have some things, right? Or you don't have anything, but you have something in the color of gold, yeah? So like oh, gold is a color for abundance. Well, you can put that there or color of success is blue. So just something placing it there just already shifts the energy. Now, perfect feng shui does not exist, Amrit, so not that, not even me, I have that. But it's not about that. It's a one percentage. After one percentage that you start changing, yeah, that really make the big difference. Because, you know, what I've seen is when people start sitting in the right direction, activating their homes, is suddenly that all the ideas that they had that they want to manifest, it's like easier. It's like um, more comfortable, more effortless because what we try to do is to, for you to have the wind with you not the wind against you because sometimes people's homes are really blocking them from manifesting what they want 
And so if they change the simple things, then suddenly like, oh, it's so easy. Why is it suddenly so easy? Because your home is aligned with your goals and your dreams instead of blocking your dreams and your goals. Thank you so much. That was so insightful. And I've got some questions around, and this came up from some of the audience members um, on the Inspired Evolution. So let's say you have two partners that have different numbers um, and they're sleeping in the same bed. What's like the sleep orientation? Again, you probably just make do best with what you can. Um, but do you certain like, yeah, do you make sure, because generally what I what I aim to do is to have well, how it is set up in my house at the moment is actually the opposite of what I aim to do. Um, my head is facing my health direction and my feet are facing my success direction. Yeah. So the first rule in the bedroom is always to make sure that, um, especially when you are with a couple, is that you always see the door. Yeah. So when you wake up, so make sure you see the door. So make sure the door is not to the side of your bed. Yeah. So, because that always feels for one person very uncomfortable, especially the one that's close to the door. They feel very um, uncomfortable. They don't sleep so well. That's the first thing. The second thing is you, you cannot always have the directions for everybody perfect. Yeah. So, um, for example, my husband and me are different directions too. Yeah. So, uh, you stand at the foot end looking at the headboard and you take the compass and, you know, you see which direction is good for that person, right? So let's say it would be north, yeah? Then that's not good for me, but it can be good for the other partner, yeah? So your bed, sleeping in the bed is eight hours of good energy. But then perhaps you can think about, I cannot have it in my bedroom, but I can have it on my desk, yeah? I'm sitting on my desk facing a good direction. So that's another eight hours. Or when I'm sitting on the dining room table, I make sure I'm looking you know, in the right direction at my dining room table and my partner is too. So you always try to add up the hours, yeah? And then, of course, you activate the directions in the bedroom. So my uh, relationship direction is west, yeah? So I put there a picture of my husband and me, that a picture that I love, right? Because it's my direction. And then my husband's direction is northeast yeah so he put there a picture <clears throat> a picture of something that he likes from us yeah because it's his direction yeah <clears throat> sorry and so one of the things that you see is that you can just play with that yeah so um but like i said perfect you can't have it yeah um but you try to add on to it as much as you can yeah, the uh, the OCD Virgo in me is definitely like I've got to make it perfect, <laughs> and it's and I think that's the that's the actually one of the things that is hard to describe in this podcast because we're talking about energy numbers, we're talking about directions. It can be quite neural the conversation that we're having. Um, but a couple of things I just wanted to to throw in there is you know especially with you know the the Mind Valley Tribe and audience, the, the people that have uh, interacted with this work before, there's this real there's a lot of joy there's a lot of play it's a it's a lot of joy in this sort of stuff um when we're when it's like oh look i, I stuck this here and my meditation felt different today and it's like you know it's like yeah it actually just felt so and it's like just the exploration and the curiosity and the games are actually quite fun that this invokes into your life and even people that i've coached um in similar spaces it's like oh, i was doing marie's quest and 
I actually just been having so much fun rejigging my house to these principles and I feel good in my space. My kids feel better. They can't explain why mum's doing something strange, but she's up to that stuff again. <laughs> it's like, it's working. And you know, it's got this real, yeah, there's just a, there's just a real essence. It's a creative energy, Amrit. You know, you just be creative. Don't be anal about it, right? It must be like this, right? Just like literally I come in somebody's home and I'm thinking, oh my God, I need to activate their relationship direction. I'm like, okay, I see two vases. So I'm like, oh, let me put the vases together, right? Like instead of one vase, right? I open literally the cabin. It's like, oh, what do you have? Like I'm just very creative in doing it till you find something that works better, yeah? So you always have time then to find something that works better, but start playing with it, you know? Like some people like, oh, Marie, um, I want romance. I say, well, take two, uh, take, um, two hearts on the index card and put it, put it there right? Just start playing with it or draw something or make something fun, creative, because that even will be stronger because you're making it. Yeah. You put your energy and intention in it. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did when I was 15 and I wanted to have more friends and, and, you know, romance. And I created, literally, I was drawing myself with friends. I was, you know, creating myself with a partner. You know, I just was drawing things. I mean, I was not a good drawer, but I was just making it. But because I put the intention in it, the stronger it is. All right, guys, so I'm finding this conversation around Feng Shui really interesting, and I'd love to hear from you in the comments section below. What are some things that you are taking away from this conversation, and what are some of the small little upgrades you're going to put into your place at home, in your environment, or maybe in your workplace? Or what are some of the things that you already do that potentially we haven't even covered the ground on that would be very useful for us to connect over? I'd love to hear from you in the comments section below. And as always, that's me writing right back to you. Or you can even make it, you know, like a vision board, you know, and you put some things on it, a little collage about love that you find out of, um, or a collage around money and, and success. And then you put it in your success direction. But always when you do that, make sure you make it beautiful. Yeah. And so put it like in a gold looking frame, like frame it nicely. Yeah. So it's not just like put together and like it becomes an, a piece of art for you. Right. So I do that with kids, you know, parents are saying, what can I put in their success? direction?" said, hang a cork board and ask them, what do they want to become? And they can draw about it. They can find some image in a, I don't know, poster or something. They can play with it. And regularly you ask them, is this still what you desire? Is this still what you want in life? No, now I want to become an astronaut. Okay, let's take this out instead of the policeman, right? We'll hang an image of an astronaut. So just have that playful energy about it. I love that. Does the, do your directions change over time? So if I'm a three, is my success direction always going to be south? It's always the same. So because it's really connected with uh, when you came into this planet. And so it's your direction of your soul coming into the three-dimensional world. And it's connected with your, with your DNA. So it's your female vibration or your male vibration, depending when you are born. Yeah. So even if people later on, um, you know, trans and they go to an, another um, experience um, in feng shui, we're always connecting with the original uh, DNA. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how the system works. So 
you can play with that. Now, there are some people that have said, now, Marie, I really, you know, at a certain moment I came out and I'm, I'm another gender. Um, the thing is, I said, then, well, use then that date as, you know, what you feel you are right now. Yeah. And look up that, that date as a new birthday. Yeah. So if you feel that you do not align anymore with male or female, so, um, but we need to look male or female. We cannot do bi or none because it that doesn't exist in the system. Yeah. So uh, because it's, it's connected with the yin and yang vibration. Yeah. So, but at least you can try this out for yourself and see, play with it, you know, and if you feel that that helps you keep going. Awesome. The Southern Hemisphere, we've got a few listeners from the Southern Hemisphere and they asked the question last time. It's like, is everything back to front for me just because my toilet water spins the other way? <laughs> it's like, and so I was like, oh, that's a great question. I'm going to ask Marie when she comes on next. So I'm asking the question, is it? Yes. Yeah, so the directions are the same because, you know, the North Pole is still the North Pole and the South Pole is still the South Pole. Right. So, but what happens is that the flow of water is different. So there is a formula that we call the water dragon formula that was actually for the Northern hemisphere and for the Southern hemisphere, that will be different. But for the rest, all the principles remain the same. Okay. So if we pick up Feng Shui Your Life, is that something that's covered in Feng Shui Your Life and we need to be cognizant of? Uh, not really, but it's, um, it, it's actually, it's the same people all over the world can practice, um, What's in the book and what's in the app? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. You've covered off a lot of the uh, the the rapid fire questions I had. So one of the key questions I've got now is we were talking a lot about space and you know making sure that our space feels harmonious, feels flowy, and I really love the the terminology you're using around uh, like wind and water. I think that makes it much easier for the mind to sort of connect to it's like okay how does it like because it can be that subtle right like wind is especially subtle sort of feeling obviously it can be extremely powerful as well um but when you start to first tune into it it's quite a subtle realm that you're tuning into so in there one of the key things is we're going from space architecture environment lining up to all of a sudden manifesting and i think when you're talking it makes a lot of sense, but I would love to sort of take a moment to build the bridge between the two things um, because manifesting your desires in your life is a in some ways a whole nother school of thought as opposed to your home environment and space. But when we're talking to Marie Diamond, it's like, oh, no, they're definitely all one and the same. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know? and it's like, but wait, <laughs> let's, can you help us connect those two together before we start discussing manifestation? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's like um, manifestation, we can manifest on, on different levels, right? So we can manifest very consciously, uh, very focused, uh, but we also manifest what is subconsciously uh, in our presence, yeah? So the, that's why we um, need to release sometimes our limiting beliefs that are subconsciously still vibrating, right? And so what we have done is that what is this subconscious vibration that we have, we are reflecting it out into the world and the people we attract, in the situations we attract, but also in the home that we attract, in the colors we place around us, we are um, 
I would say, mirroring it into existence, yeah? And we have something called in our brain mirror neurons, yeah? So whatever we see around us, we mirror it back inside of us. Like you see somebody doing something and you're like, oh, I'm going to start doing that yourself. And without knowing, you do it subconsciously already, yeah? But you also have the other way around, that whatever you are, you start mirroring it out into the world. And so... It's like what we would say, what's the chicken, what's the egg, right? Well, ultimately, they really got out of it that first was the chicken and then was the egg. But because of the way that, um, you know, the the elements that are in the, the egg can only be created by the chicken. So it is like they found scientifically it's the chicken. So, um, but the whole point is that um, when we are, for example, uh, we want to attract, for example, money, right? We want to manifest money. And, but we have these limiting beliefs about it. And we are, we consciously were like, no, we want to attract money. We want to manifest abundance. So there's a goal that we're creating, a vision that we have. But that subconscious vibration is still vibrating there. And that subconscious can come from your ancestors, can come from your community, from your culture, from your own experiences that you had. So it's been built up, but it's vibrating there. Even if you make a decision, now I want to do it differently. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. You know, I had this woman and she was telling me, like, I don't understand why it's not manifesting. And then I look at her home and she literally had like five mirrors. It's interesting about the mirroring five mirrors of her ancestors hanging out in her house. Yeah. And I said to her, you have to understand, you know, what have these mirrors seen? Yeah. And I said, have they seen an abundance? Yeah. And you're with your ancestors or have they seen suffering? Have they seen um, like really poverty? She said, oh, they have seen poverty. Yeah. So these mirrors were for hundreds of years perhaps i don't know how long had been in her family it was in british woman so there was like really generations far yeah so these mirrors were there and i said these mirrors have seen that now there that's your subconscious yeah it's that subconscious energy each time you look in the mirrors you look at the mirrors but you're actually picking up the subconscious of what the mirrors have seen before so i asked her to take out the mirrors itself but keep the frame because the frame looked amazing. Yeah. Just put new mirrors in. Yeah. And so, because now the mirrors see something different. Yeah. They don't see the old poverty mentality anymore from your ancestors and things start shifting for her. Yeah. Because each time she looks at the mirrors, now she is doing her affirmations because that's kind of the thing that we learned from Lisa Hay is like, put your affirmations in front of the mirror. But the mirror was not picking it up because what the mirrors had seen was all the poverty and the suffering from the ancestors before. So I'm just telling you this story because, you know, we are not always aware of what we have around us, how subconsciously that is contradicting our um, manifestation power. Now I'm saying this is just with the mirrors, but it's with everything that we have. Yeah. It all has a story or it explains something or it's an intention. Like if you think about, you want to be sing not longer single, but you have all single image. I mean, that's a, a given, right? But you know, everything we have around them, around us has a vibrational field. Yeah. And that subconscious vibrational field is 
or supporting our manifestation or kind of calming, blocking it and calming it down or weakening it. Yeah. So that is what we have seen over the 30 years I've been working with and with so many success stories that people say like, oh my God, I did this and this and this. And suddenly it's like the energy starts flowing and it's like magic, but it's not magic. It's just you're aligning and you're calibrating your environment based on what you want to manifest. Once that is all aligned, your spirit, your mindset, your actions, and your environment, then it becomes very easy and effortless to manifest. This reminds me of, um, yeah, I couldn't help but just remember my yoga studio, you know, when you go to a yoga studio, especially the the, the bit where you're, because that is so mind-blowing when you're talking to a mirror, you know, the ancestors in the mirror and just like, you know, how much those mirrors have in fact them themselves seen and, you know, the we look at them as like everything as inanimate objects, but like you said, everything has a vibrational field and has that memory, if you will. And so giving it the opportunity to replace out the mirrors, it's like, oh yeah, going back to a yoga studio, you know, oftentimes when you walk into a yoga studio, this is universal. Everybody listening into this podcast knows, oh yeah, there's that feeling. When I walk into a yoga studio, you know, as people cultivate that yoga practice, there's that intention, there's that flow, there's that devotion, and you can actually palpably feel it even when the studio is empty. You know, you walk into the yoga studio and it's like, oh, there's a hum, there's an energy, there's a buzz about it, you know, um, which yeah. is probably everywhere. It actually is everywhere. It's just, it's palpable in the yoga studio. That is so true. And also in restaurants, it's very palpable. You know, it's like come to a restaurant and they, you know, I always suggest to have mirrors to to double the food, to double the people. And there's like, there's this, you know, vibration of there's a lot of energy there because of the mirrors have seen so many people eating there before you know, having laughter, having fun. So that's that kind of vibe that is there, right? But it's like the place where we cannot have mirrors is the bedroom, yeah? So because in a bedroom, you're actually doubling your sleep. Now, you're not only doubling your sleep, you're doubling the partnership, you're doubling the body. And so there have been studies done that when people have a mirror reflecting their bed, they have a harder time to lose weight, they have higher blood pressure, they have um, more inflammation, more white blood cells, actually, instead of red blood cells. And so the moment they cover the mirrors and they are, um, you know, covering even the television, who can be a mirror in some cases, then they sleep much better. Yeah. But it also doubles your relationship. So if you're alone, you're actually saying I'm already with somebody else. If you're with two people, you're doubling it again and like you get some people more interested to look around. So it's very interesting, right? So for example, I I came into a house, uh, I just recently moved to LA and um, there were some things that, you know, were in place. And one of them was the mirror um, in the bedroom. And I said to the the person uh, that owned the house that that mirror needs to go, and she was like, but you know, it's such a perfect, it brings in the light. And I said, no, it, it's it's doubling my partner and me. Yeah. And um, I said, but also when you have that, it doubles, you know, the sickness. And and she was like, oh, my, my partner came very sick here. Yeah. And I said, was he sleeping on that side of the mirror? Yes, he did. Said, so it has seen sickness. And it was like, it led, you know, to somebody passing on. So I'm like, wow, that mirror needs to go right away. I don't want to have that mirror in my house, 
yeah i was so adamant about it and she's like she, st- she started thinking like you're right you know when we start hanging the mirror he became more and more sick it doesn't mean that that mirror made him sick right there's sickness happened to other things but it doubles the energy mm, that's profound marie there's um there's so much around this work that you've been dedicated to over the last 30 years. Um, what are some of the, like you've described some of the best practices in terms of, you know, make sure that you're facing a door, get your compass out, um, connect to your directions. We'll put a link to the um, to the app in the show notes below and also a link to the Amazon book as well, um, Feng Shui Your Life, just to make the resources super accessible for people. Um, we've touched lightly on some of the worst practices, um, but what are like, the top three things that you sort of see people do that you go, Oh, like that would have been really easy not to do, but you've done that. Yeah. Well, I think the first one is making sure that you look at your house, uh, really like through the eyes of God, like you're walking in and you're like, what is there around here? Like you come in, there's shoes on the ground, the boxes from Amazon hanging around. Like you come in, like things are like not cleaned up. It's a mess. I mean, these are simple things that we can organize. Yeah. Because, and some people like, but you know, everybody has shoes on, on the ground. Not everybody has that. I've never seen that in the houses of billionaires, to be honest. You know, they have a shoe box or they have a closet where they put the shoes in, right? So um, it's just like when you come in, you make sure everything is organized and clean. And so as you're walking through the house, clutter is definitely a a chaos creator, not just um, in the physical level, but in your mind, because you want your mind to be focused and clear. But if everything you see is chaos, that doesn't help. So even if you start working on your desk, like before I start working with you, I made sure that everything is organized because I want to be focused and I don't want to be subtracted from everything that is around me. Yeah. So these are simple things we can do. So looking at organizing things as much as we can. A second thing is we can look at um, you know, don't have debt uh, energy around you, right? So people have potpourri around them or dead plants, uh, dried up plants, dried up leaves. I mean, this is all dead bodies. I would say like, you know, your house is not a cemetery. So get rid of that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, sometimes people also put uh, ashes or from their beloved ones, in, in strong place, in, in strange places. Like they put them in, you know, in their bedroom. I'm like, you know, don't do that. It's it's old energy. It's passed on energy. If you want to honor it, put it in the living room, for example. Don't put it in your workspace. I was suddenly uh, recently with somebody and they had three urns of ashes in her office. And I said to her, that's not your business. Your business is financial support for people. It's just the wrong thing. You know, you can have an image of your family that passed on to support you because they they loved ones, but the ashes, that's kind of the next thing that you need to avoid, you know? So we just need to become more aware of what is there and just look around like sometimes people have images of their children and their grandchildren and they're like when they're five, six years old, meanwhile, they're 30 years old. (laughs) You know, it's like, just update your pictures, yeah? So because when you do that, or even in your romance, and like people are like, oh, I have my wedding pictures still up. Yeah, but you're like 25 years later, you know, you look different, you know, um, have current pictures up, 
Yeah. So to say I'm I'm happy in the state I am right now with who we are, right at that age. Like we just took a new picture yesterday for Valentine, my husband and I. So that will be a picture that I will put up again because you know we just need to upgrade it all the time. So these are small things. I just want you to be more aware of what is around you. And then definitely the last part I want to focus on, be careful about the things you place above your headboard. Yeah. So in your headboard, make sure there's no images of water or fierce animals or anything violent or anything that you feel like could fall on your head. And how would you feel if that's there? Right. I remember somebody hanging there to tigers. I'm like, to be honest, I wouldn't sleep uh, any time if there are two tigers hanging above my headboard. You know, it's like, think about your brain is not making a difference between the image and the reality. In your subconscious mind, it is as it is really there. Yeah. So remove that. Remove the water images because you're drowning at night. Yeah. So just become more aware of what you see, what is around you in your office, in your workspace. Is that aligned with what you do there? I love that, Marie. And luckily, last little question is what keeps you inspired, inspiring? What's new for you in this space? Like it's, yeah, just the promise of tomorrow with all the, all the things that are novel in your space, I guess, just an opportunity for us to peek under the hood of what's, um, what's Marie Diamond inspired by at the moment in the world? Well, I'm very inspired for the moment to go mainstream. And so um, I'm very inspired because um, I have a, a television show called Feng Shui Your Life and it's going to go live in a couple of weeks on some major television networks here in the US and then also being distributed in other places in the world. So it will definitely come to Australia. And so, um, yeah, to really show this work mainstream. Um, and I've done the last month hundreds of interviews, uh, last month hundreds of interviews for my book, Feng Shui Alive. And so talking to uh, audiences that I would never thought would be open to this kind of work that are, you know, um, here in the U.S., conservative groups, Christian groups, um, you know, people that are just like they all are looking for some changes in their life and some happiness. And so it's not just the only the awakened uh, community, but the, the people that are not woken up yet to the new reality of love and awareness, talking to them, that just, you know, inspires me every day. And to just really keep going. And it feels like during COVID and after COVID, my work went just to a whole other level. And that finally people start seeing more to manifest that they need to uh, counter in their environment and that my work is really helping them in a very easy, practical way to make that happen. Oh, Marie, it really is. And I have to say it's, I love every time we sit down to share and have these conversations and there's always so much insight and it's so revitalizing to have these chats. And also there's a big thing like, you know, we meet a lot of teachers here on the Inspired Evolution. It's one thing to be sharing something, but the way you embody the practice of Feng Shui is really fun and jovial and also quite profound as well. So I just want to obviously thank you for today's conversation and being here with us, but obviously like, you know, it's a lifetime's worth of work that you've dedicated to yourself. And thank you so much for sharing your own story so openly today here with us as well, earlier on in the podcast. And 
yeah just really appreciate you marie thank you so much thank you so much amrit and also thank you for inspiring evolution and the work you're bringing forward because you're also inspiring many people so thank you for that too thank you my absolute honor thank you so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the inspired evolution without you the inspired evolution tribe this podcast would not be what it is today thank you so much for your love and your support thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve it's truly inspiring if you haven't already done so please subscribe to the inspired evolution on youtube the home of the inspired evolutions video podcast We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.